Hello and welcome back to a fashionably late and fashionably spooky episode of Zap. My name's Jono. And my name's Beck. <laughs> Zap the podcast uh, was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there and so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure. We find weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. Now, before we jump in today, uh, jump into today, I'd like to wish you back a very spooky National Louisiana Day. Ooh, Ooh Louisiana. <laughs> Extra legend, spooky. Yeah, legend has it that Louisiana was once the home to real vampires. Ooh. The Carter Brothers in 1930s. In, in the 1930s. I can't speak today. <laughs> I can't spookily speak today. Um, yeah, some still report oh, yeah. sightings of them to this day. So, it's kind of spooky. That's it's, not um, what I would have thought National Louisiana Day would have been about. No, it's not about that. I just found a, oh, a right. spooky <laughs> fact about Louisiana because I right. thought it fit. <laughs> I was well, like, oh, okay, fact. It's, like a, it's like an urban myth. <laughs> right. But, um, so, aka so, fact, that, that works, yeah. Yeah, something that <laughs> is spooky is we've kind of we've predicted something. We have. And, I've, John, I feel like this happens to us quite a few times. We Back when we started radio, we had business time which was one of our most loved segments and we still Mm. sometimes bring it back on the podcast but during those times we come up with some great business ideas and I can't remember the exact ones but I know for sure some of our business ideas have turned into real businesses and it's kind of spooky because someone must have been listening like I mean I don't know how two people would have had these same ideas because (laughs) they're just fantastic (laughs) And like I don't know how they're stealing these ideas from us because these are these ideas we say them on the podcast we publish a podcast but then we lock those ideas away so how they're yeah. getting them I don't know <laughs> I don't know either but one idea that we had back in the radio days was I think I called it Uber Pool and I may have spoken about it on here as well but it wasn't exactly called Uber Pool I think it was called Uber Swim but. Yeah. Essentially, it was like the concept of Uber where you can borrow or rent someone else's car is that in summer or really any time of the year, you're able to rent someone's pool because, you know, a lot of people have pools and they just sit there. And as someone who's grown up without a pool, I was always so envious and just didn't understand how people could have a pool in their backyard and not swim in it. So I thought, let's take advantage of this. Let's start charging for this. I can have I can use someone's pool because they're not using it and they get money for me being able to use their pool. Yeah, Looks honestly, like, yeah, I, it was idea. a great idea. I, great and idea. Um, <laughs> I I think my dad would agree uh, with this idea because we've got a pool and I don't really use it as much as I exactly. I, should, I don't appreciate it like I should. Yeah. Um, and for that, I'd like to issue a public apology. Um, and you'd also like to get some cash in your pocket. Yeah, which you could with Uber Swim, but. S- Someone out there has come up with a company called Swimply, which just yeah. is... You know, All right. What, kind of a gross name. But yeah. 
where essentially their tagline is rent your own private pool by the hour. So it's exactly the same business concept. They're out here renting pools. I can see some of them are ripping them off. Uber Swim definitely wouldn't have been this expensive. $90 an hour. Someone is charging $45 an hour even. I was thinking more around like 10, 15 bucks an hour. I mean, it's just in your backyard. Is it (laughs) per person or to like rent it out? Because I could see... I could see it as like a, you rent out a pool and have like your kid's birthday party there or yeah, something. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can I can understand that. And so it's like it's it's at a pool. It's not like a public pool that can be at times a bit icky. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so you've got this private pool. You can have the little, little party there or whatever. So I can see it in that respect. But it's also like it seems kind of weird because you're essentially just like renting out your backyard and you're just like, come on, come on in, strangers. Yeah. I don't know if that's weird. I don't know. I'd feel odd about having just like random people rock up to my place to use my pool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be, but you're, you're getting a couple of bucks for it. So yeah, that is yeah. true. <laughs> but anyways, I just feel robbed and yeah, I think Swimply should know that we're onto them. So yeah, you've been we know Zap, Zap Legal is getting <laughs> <Yeah>. ready. <laughs> and um, to kick us off today, uh, we are traveling um, over to the the United States because Louisiana, not Louisiana <laughs> specifically, the United States as a whole. Um, because right. we're having ourselves a little spook fest as Ooh. a belated Halloween episode, uh, and I've got a very spooky story to start us off with okay. on our little spooky adventure. And, um, yeah, so we're going over to the US, the Mecca of Halloween, I would say. Um, and it's something, some starchy is taking hold across <laughs> the nation in the US. Now, Halloween is huge in the US. Like, we get around Halloween in Australia. Like, we get around a bit, um, but it's pretty reserved. And, in fact, there's a lot of people who are, like, anti-Halloween in Australia. Mm, yes. Which I think is yes. is kind of funny, um, frankly. <laughs> like... <laughs> Sure, like I suppose they they can they can do as they please. Just don't put out stuff if you don't like Halloween. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen like stuff in the states. It, it just like goes off. I've seen videos of this year's Halloween where you've got people with incredibly elaborate costumes. You've got kids with like literal pillowcases full of lollies and chocolate. Wow. Um, and houses decorated like you wouldn't believe. But. Among all of this, something ghoulish has started rearing its head in the Halloween se- uh, season. Um, it's It's got many eyes, it lives in the ground, and has started finding its way into Halloween bags across the US. Now, it's not a bug. I was thinking um, spider, yeah. <laughs> it's not a creature of the night. This candy con artist is the humble potato. Ah. That's right. Uh, the starchy, stodgy spud has started finding its way into the lolly collections of children around the US. Now, when I saw this, I initially thought this would be the case of like some bar humbug, not in the spirit of Halloween, Grinch yeah. type. Yeah, like, oh, you want be... candy? Here's, he's, a, here's a potato. Yeah, exactly. Take <laughs> this potato <laughs> and, and yeah, have eat something healthy like that. I imagine that was kind of yeah. like, that's what I thought it was going to be. Um, but it turns out that people are surprisingly interested in this sort of potato option. And one of, of uh, the people that I've dubbed a potato pusher um, uh, is Mr. Schultz. And he started out just putting a potato in the candy bowl as a bit of a joke. Um, right. and he would see every once in a while, a kid would be like, 
oh my goodness, a potato. And he describes specifically <laughs> uh, watching a kid pick up the potato and like hold it above his head like a trophy. Um, that is so cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's cute. It's fun. Um, and every once in a while, yeah, these kids would choose the potato over the candy. And in the first year of doing this, he wound up running dry of potatoes after oh about gosh. 20 of them were given out. Like he'd just replace it every time one was yeah. he saw I was missing. And yeah, 20 potatoes he got through in just the first year. Yeah. Go. But now so, he says that sort of over time, kids have come to love the idea yeah, of coming to his house on Halloween. <laughs> like it's become a Halloween attraction specifically for the potatoes. Um, and he's earned himself the nickname Potato Guy. Like he'll just nice, be out on the street yeah. walking his dog. <laughs> and the kids are like, oh, look, it's Potato Guy. And <laughs> I can imagine like a parent who didn't understand the joke being like, you can't say that. They're like, yeah. no, no, seriously, it's the Potato no, Guy. It is the Potato. <laughs> uh, Mr. Potato Head, yeah. maybe. I feel like uh, maybe okay, that is more. Offensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but he um, probably, yeah, would wear it with pride. He'd be like, yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> that's me. I'm the potato man. Yeah, um, but he's not the only one either. Ooh, he, there's like on the trend. other side of the country, there's others that are starting the same fun tradition uh, with one savvy homeowner creating a like a potato shoot uh, to socially distance, <laughs> like hand out potatoes during the pandemic. Like Seems he just had, a little bit uh, dangerous if a flying well, he, potato comes Well, no, it was, it was like through like a PVC pipe kind of thing. Oh, it okay. would just sort of like tumble down in the kids. I was imagining like, like a T-shirt gun, like a boom. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shoot daddy and the kid's like, ah. Just a <laughs> spud Trying to catch launcher. it in the bag. Yeah, yeah spud launcher. That would be fun but, to see. <laughs> that would be fun to see. But like, I don't know. It's It's surprisingly wholesome. And so I guess like if you're... I don't know if you're like a health nut or a dentist or something. Oh no, if you're a dentist, surely you'd hand out the candy because that's more business for you. Yeah, true. <laughs> but if you're if you're like a health nut or you just did it for a laugh, like trying an alternate Halloween treat could be a fun idea. Although you always do run the risk if you're like doing something a bit alternative or like giving out healthy snacks instead, you're going to get like toilet paper thrown over your house. Yeah. So. You got to keep that in mind. So there's, you've got you've got got options now. You've seen the success of the potato. Let your ideas run wild. Is all maybe, I'm saying. Maybe maybe give out rolls of toilet paper, and then it's almost like. But then you just you're asking fueling, for your house. Yeah, you're fueling the riots. <laughs> you're like, have at it, kids. <laughs> the other day, Jono, I was told a story that I'd never heard before, and. It's a true story and it's a spooky story. And so it just seemed like the perfect time that we had to bring this up on the podcast. Oh, it's spook o'clock it, right spook now. Spook o'clock. Ding dong. It's... Wait, there's a doorbell. What's the Ding sound Ding dong. Open makes? the door. Yeah. It spooks. <laughs> Come on in. It's, <laughs> it's one of the greatest unsolved mysteries of the FBI in the US and... I just found out actually during this research that it is a Netflix series, but I haven't watched it yet. So I'm sorry if you've someone out there has watched this series. Hopefully our retelling will be spooky and it's really is just an incredible story. So yeah. I wouldn't complain about hearing it twice. No, me neither. <laughs> I think I've, cause I've, I, when you mentioned it to me, like I'm going to bring this up on the podcast. I was like, I, because I've watched videos about this. I've probably watched the same video like two or three times because it's just so interesting, yeah. but also spooky. Spooky. So the story for those who haven't, I mean, 
how would you have worked it out in general and I already know. But it is the story of the D.B. Cooper plane hijacking disappearing case super trooper. And um, yeah, I made up that name because I was just thinking (laughs) when I was writing, I was like, imagine if the FBI did cases of crime with a name that rhymed. And so I tried to make D.B. Cooper and Trooper rhymed and I was like, Okay, I'm getting I'm getting off track here. Let's get back to the story. <laughs> back so to really, the research. Yeah. So it's the DB Cooper hijacking, and it started off with a guy called Dan Cooper, apparently, buying a one-way ticket to Seattle, Washington. And this was back in 1971, by the way. So apparently, he looked like his he was in his 40s. So I'm gonna say today let's say he was 40, he'd be around 91 years young. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So Dan's on the flight, chilling in a suit and tie apparently. And at one point, I think just after takeoff, he hands a flight attendant a note saying, miss, I have a bomb here and I would like you to sit by me. So obviously doing what she's told, she thinks he has a bomb. He actually showed her apparently inside the briefcase to be what looked like a very um, <laughs> arts and crafts looking bomb from what it said, <laughs> like okay. like a couple of pipe cleaners or I don't know. Apparently it wasn't the most professional looking Bit of bomb. paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a little box saying I am a bomb on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Just says boom. Yeah. <laughs> Like how it looks in like movies where it's a round yeah. ball and like the bit of dynamite. Yeah, up. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she sits next to him and a little while later, she then is seen walking up to the captain now with a new note. Uh, I'm not actually so sure what it said, but it was basically demanding four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 notes, which today in 2022 is equivalent to about $1.4 million dollars. So that's a couple of dollary dudes. Yeah, that's a few. When I first heard this story, and if you haven't heard this story before, you'll figure it out later on. But I thought this meant he had to somehow they had to find two hundred thousand dollars on board. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. who's carrying that much cash on? Like, <laughs> it was a thirty-minute flight. Like, I uh, caught the the same flight as Mister Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, apparently that wasn't his plan, and and rightly so. The plane was then circling for about four hours above Seattle, and apparently the passengers had no idea what was going on. They were just told it was a fuel issue. So mm. back on the ground, there's people like trying to get together two hundred thousand um, dollars. Finally, it lands in Seattle. DB Cooper's. Um, said that he'd give up, I think it was 36 passengers on board. So he basically traded the 36 passengers that were on board for the 200K and the four parachutes. And when I was kind of researching this as well, I was thinking this is going like really smoothly for him. Like, I mean, obviously it's a hostage situation, but then apparently one article I was reading was saying that the reason that nobody was really resisting this hostage hostage situation on the plane was because apparently between 1968 and 17... Wait, that's not right. In my notes, I've got 1968 and 1772. It must be 1978 and 1972. There was around one or more plane commandeering acts a week. So apparently it was like, this is a common thing. We'll need to look into this more and see why there was so many plane hijackings every week in those few years. But 
Apparently, it was more of an inconvenience rather than a tragedy, and the problem got so bad that in 1969, the U.S. Federal Federal Aviation Administration even considered building a fake airport for the hijacked planes to land. So that's just a side note that I wow. thought was super that's, random. That's so wild. Like, yeah. That's because, like, airport security nowadays is, like, so tight. And, yeah. like, it was pretty much since like 9-11 that that sort of happened like that's when security really tightened in aviation but if yeah. they were having like a plane hijacking a week, a week. why did it take so long <laughs> i know a week and they were just like oh here we go again another day of, <laughs> of the work Gosh. anyway so he did db did request he the passengers had gone but he requested to cre- keep the crew on board so the plane then refilled and db I'm not sure if they're like, where do you want to go? But he was basically like, take me to Mexico City. So this is where it starts to get a little bit more spooky. And as you, if you haven't heard this story, you're probably expecting where do those four parachutes come into play? That's where this happens. I'm actually just thinking now, why did he need four? But (laughs) there we go. Well, okay. So the speculation on the four. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's speculation. But they think the reason he's requested four is because... Um, he's going to make it look like he's taking someone with him or multiple people with him kind of thing. Um, and so may like, maybe that adds like a extra bit of severity to the, to the, um, the threat, I suppose. Um, because yeah, that, I think that's sort of the, the idea I could be getting that wrong, but it's sort Mm. of something around that. So. So, yeah, so that's actually a really good point. But so apparently he is then asking one of the flight attendants, I think the original one, her name is Tina, apparently, that he'd asked um, to sit next to her. He's asking how to operate the staircase that's on the plane. So like the one where you open the door, it's like the big vacuum and, you know, the one that you don't open when the plane's flying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Unless in case of emergency. So... Obviously scared, she shows him. But one article I was reading said that she ran away or like at least kind of like moved away from the door just enough Mm. to see him tie something around his waist, which uh, supposedly is maybe the money tied around his waist. Anyways, then, I mean, they put two and two together. I, I couldn't find out if anyone actually saw this happen, but the story goes that D.B. Cooper then jumped out of the plane with a parachute, maybe all the parachutes, the money, and to this day, he's never been found. And yeah, that's now, like so spooky, so there's, spooky. There's a couple of other details which I really like about this story. Um, the plane that he was on seems to have been chosen deliberately because of the way that it opened, that the stairs came down. So this was a plane that had a staircase in, basically in the middle of the back of the airplane that opens straight down. So it wasn't out to the side. He wasn't jumping out the side of the plane. He was, the staircase went down. And so he basically climbed down the stairs and then stepped off into into nothingness kind of thing. Um, And he took... So of the four parachutes they gave him, mm. um, two of them were older military-style parachutes, um, and t- the other two were um, more um, recent or like more modern um, okay. parachutes. And he chose to take the two. He took two parachutes with him, and mm. he chose to take the two older military-style parachutes, mm. which would lead. Um, a thing they had to go on was that they believed him to be potentially ex-military because he may have been more familiar oh, with those parachutes. Interesting. Yeah. 
And um, interesting. yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff um, because all the, the money that they gave him was marked. Uh, they yep. got it from a bank um, that had basically a, a, an allotment of cash marked, like they knew the serial numbers of all the notes ready for a situation like this. Um, mm. And they there's a whole bunch of stuff. So I can't remember exactly the area that he jumped out of the yeah. plane from, but there's... There was uh, a few things. There wasn't any trace of him or the money in the area he dropped or the parachutes from what I know. Um, but it was years and years later in on an embankment nearby, they found some money with with the serial numbers in on the shore. On the shoreline. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I'm reading now it was the sand of the Columbia River was where they yes. found the money. But, but there's complications to that as well. Like this is this is I this is why I love the story because yeah. there's so many <laughs> mysteries and like even when they discover something new that could be a new lead, it just it's just more questions because some of the things um, that they found with that money is looking at where he jumped from or where it is um, assumed he jumped from or the mm. area he's likely to have jumped from. Sorry. Um, for that money to get to that embankment is almost impossible because the closest river that went to that embankment wasn't far, but the when it reached the greater the greater sort of river where the embankment was, so there was like a little stream that went down to the river. Um, when it reached that river, it went the opposite way, like the river was flowing away from that embankment, Ooh. so the money wouldn't have travelled upstream to where they found it. And additionally, the uh, the notes were like in still in rubber bands. And they did some tests on the rubber bands and those rubber bands, like this was four years after um, wow. they, the, the, that the, the event happened and they did some tests and found that those rubber bands would not have lasted the four years. Like Ooh, they, were, they were in too good so condition to have lasted in the sand slash water there for so long. And so... So he definitely survived. Is that kind it's, of the vibe we're getting? That's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It definitely leads you to believe that he survived and that he's planting red herrings. Yeah, like if- it was decoy money for sure. He was like, oh, they've stopped. Or like maybe they were getting too close to something. And then he was like, I have to maybe. drop some money somewhere. I don't know. One of the theories I was thinking is, and I apparently this is debunked it's impossible but i was like what if he never jumped because i found it interesting that there was no like no one was like i saw him jump off the plane it was like he opened the door and then they like kind of ran away because they all were scared they were going to get sucked out apparently they felt something like like they felt like the plane bounced so it was like a jolt yeah a jolt something of that regard but like but also then they searched the plane he was nowhere to be found but i reckon he's like 91 he's probably out there chilling rich as smug as heck i bet like (laughs) the smuggest smile you've ever seen goodness he's just waiting to come back and spook us with a with another i don't know another outrageous crime but yeah I, it's, it's so weird and so spooky because like they also haven't been able to track because like for years they were telling people to check the serial numbers on the cash they had to see if that money mm. had gotten into circulation i don't think as far as i am aware like up to a year or so ago that i watched the video and it came out um that there was no no like no one's found those yeah. no, the money with that serial number um it's just it really is like a head scratcher. Yeah. You've got no idea what it is. <laughs> like it went, the video I watched also went through a whole bunch of suspects they had. Um, some of them, 
it was like in, inconclusive. Like they had a lead on them um, and they were like asked, interviewing them and stuff, but they passed away or stuff like that. So it's possible that they have already passed away. Yeah. In fact, I'd say it's probably likely if they'd be 91 around about now. Um, but it's just, it's so hard to know what happened. And I suppose there's like this this want to, to have answers yeah. and we've just got none. <laughs> so that's what makes it so interesting. Is it's like a puzzle that is yet to be solved. And that's um, what will always be the most spooky thing about this story. Yeah. <laughs> Unsolved mysteries. Zap the Podcast merch is finally here, and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more, all with original designs, beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. So today we're talking spooky, and I wanted to get a feel for what are the greatest spooks of everyday life. So today we're going to be ranking some everyday, fairly like not so spooky, but kind of spooky things uh, to find out what is the most spooky everyday spook. And the way this is going to work is that um, I have, I've, I've got a list of spooks, uh, I'm saying spook a lot. Uh, <laughs> We're really I trying to list... drum in the theme of this oh, episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really trying to crowbar it in. Um, uh, I have, yeah, a whole bunch of everyday spooky scenarios, and we're going to rate them from 1 to 10, um, okay. or 0 to 10. 0 being not spooky at all, and 10 being ultra mega spooky. Uh, and then at the end, I'm going to have like a, essentially a ranking of what the spookiest spooks of everyday life are. I like that. That's good. And so uh, they're in no particular order um, until the spooks are are ranked. Um, so for now, we're just going to go down <laughs> the list I have. Uh, and the Let's first one is your car won't start. Oh. Because that's kind of spooky. Like, not spooky, but like it's, it's like startling and panic inducing. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely... It also kind of depends where you are. Like... That That's could true. impact the spook factor as well. Yeah, like if you're trying to get away from like uh, like zombies, <laughs> that'd be very the spook spooky. factor is through the roof. Yeah, um, I would be well and truly spooked. I'm probably going to put it like a a, a six because I think yeah. it's like it would definitely stress me out, and I think it's spooky, but like it doesn't doesn't spook me. I'm feeling like it doesn't make me scared. Yeah, or I'm not like scared of it. I don't yeah, know if that makes I get sense. That. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Um, but I'd definitely I think, be stressed out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I feel like a lot of them are gonna follow that sort of theme where it's not like necessarily scary, but it's like shocking or yeah. like um yeah, in that sort of thing. Um the next one is potentially scary. Dropping Ooh. your phone. <gasps> oh, actually, you know what for me, I do it all the time. <laughs> oh, it's just like normal. Yeah, so it's probably around about a one and a half for me because one I and drop a half. my phone okay. all the time. I mean, the first 10 seconds is panic, but I've never really, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to, bra- I'm this, no, I'm not going to even going to say that probably because as soon as I say that, <laughs> yeah, it will don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll put it at a two because for a few seconds, it's really scary, but I do it 
all the time. It's like I never yeah, hold my phone properly. So it's, it's like... common enough that it's like you're desensitized to it. Yeah. I basically expect okay. it every time I pick up my phone. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Um, <laughs> How the about next you? one I have, uh, like for me, I don't know. I don't drop my phone too much and it's in like a decent case. So I'd probably, I reckon probably a two's pretty yeah. accurate so like we're both a two for different reasons <laughs> like yeah you never drop your phone and have the proper protection i drop it all the time yeah <laughs> but like my i don't yeah i don't drop it often and the case is like decent on it but also like at home when i drop it it's onto like tile floors and so mm. it's like it does have a bit of a spook factor but it just doesn't i don't know it doesn't happen that much um, it's got like grippy bits on it. So, um, there we go. I don't drop it too much that, and I have <laughs> like oversized hands, so it's hard to drop things. Perfect. Um, yeah, exactly. I won the genetic lottery there. Yeah. <laughs> um, except when it comes to Pringle cans. Uh, and the next thing is uh, when your hand is too <laughs> big to fit in the Pringle can. That, how can. did you segue that so perfectly? No, that no, it's great. not actually. Oh, that. right. Um, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? It should be, though. That's terrifying. Oh. Um, the next thing um, is seeing mold on Ooh. your bread oh. after you've taken a bite. Oh. That's high for me because... I hate that. And I love toast. I love eating toast. And yeah. then so it's like when you cook your toast, you're biting into that Vegemite toast. And I'm pretty putting the bread bag away and I'm like, <gasps> and then yeah. suddenly it tastes bad. But for the past 10 seconds I've been eating it, it tastes like bliss. And then I'm spooked yeah. that I'm going to get sick. So it's probably around a seven and a half for me. I find yeah, it quite spooky. No, I, I'm <laughs> definitely on that same page. Yeah. I don't disagree at all because <laughs> it's, it's like, what have I done? Yeah. Like what, how, what, what have I done? It's how too late I, now. How can I do this? Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Ooh, what's no, going to happen that, to me? Yeah, it's scary. That's definitely high up there on the spook scale. Um, this one's, I feel like this is going to rank fairly low, but I suppose it does depend. Um, this this next one is seeing someone that you know, like out in public, <laughs> that you really don't want to talk to. <laughs> See, oh, yeah. It's hard for me because when I see people I know it's not like I'm like look I don't want to talk to you but it's like I just know and because most commonly it's like on the train or like somewhere like that yeah. and you're like look I know you don't like we don't want to be having this conversation we want to just listen yeah. to our music and chill out so it does spook me because sometimes I feel like I'm not going and saying hi for the greater good but what if mm. they see me like suddenly look at them and then look away and then they're like Oh no, Beck like doesn't want to talk to me. Like blah blah. If you want to talk to me, I'll talk uh, to you. But it's so like it's I think more you a don't want to talk conundrum. to me. Yeah, yeah. And it, but if I didn't want to talk to them, it's the same like fear, right? It's like, are they gonna yeah. know that I'm purposely like looking at the sky like this for some reason? <laughs> like, are they gonna know I'm avoiding eye contact? So in that case, I'm. But then again, it doesn't happen that often. So I'm, I'm probably yeah. gonna put it around about. Are we going to try and get everything different rankings or can things have no, the we same? No, we consi- can have a couple of the same. Okay, because I'd probably put it around a six. A six? Wow. Yeah. Because sp- the thing that spooks me is like, I don't want anyone to think that I don't like them. Yeah. Okay. I'm just you like... You, you know. don't want that Im- that negative impression. Yeah. I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, the next one I have is uh, getting a flat tire. Getting mm. a flat... You maybe... you hit a pothole real real hard and you just hear or the whatever the sound is when the tire just is (laughs) 
I don't know. How, what is the sound? It's like a weird rumpling of a sound. I've heard it as a psh. That's how I knew my time yeah. popped one time. Um, yeah, no. It's it's just like, I don't know if it's so much spooky yeah. as just like very annoying. So annoying. I'd probably put it around a three because yeah. I don't, I know this is bad, but I just call the NRMA <laughs> when it yeah. happens. Done. So then yeah. it's not Happy that days. spooky really because someone yeah. else is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, um, it's now someone else's problem, done and dusted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to chill out. Um, thank you. Find the, my yep. nearest KFC and let's that's, call it a day. <laughs> that's a, yeah, catch a bus to the KFC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> pass the there when you're but... ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, the next one I have, um, I'd say this is probably going to rank pretty high, is running out of toilet paper. Ooh. You're, you're like in the you're bathroom. There. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're mid... Your mid bathroom, and um, yeah, there's there's no toilet paper to be seen. This is terrifying. This and is spooky. Yeah. What if what if it's like you just haven't been paying attention? There's none in the house. Oh no! That's like Jono. that is that is a fate worse than death, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Like that is spook city. And is it like there's no one near that you can be like, help? Like, well, like- yeah, like yeah. If you if this is like you're on your own. Yeah. There's no there's no toilet paper assistance around. No tissues. No yeah. no substitutes you can use. Oh, there, I suppose there could be substitutes, but I like in that moment where you're like, I guess it's more just like the panic. Yeah. The panic that ensues when you the realization that there is no toilet paper. Okay, that panic's quite high. I'd say it's probably around about like a a seven for me. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely because no, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's again. The, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. So how could I not realise? <laughs> how it's could like, I let this happen? Yeah, what, the, I'm the reason I'm in this situation. <laughs> it's like, I've done this to myself. No, yeah, that's this spooky. Is, and how yeah, am I going to get I'd out say of that's this? <laughs> yeah, because then, and then you've got to figure out, yeah, exactly what the game plan is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I've got my whiteboard next to me. I can write out the plan, but I don't have yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the next one I have is uh, more of a... It's another one of these sort of social spooks, but um, you're... I don't know. You're at the shops or whatever. um, You're at the counter. You're paying and your card declines. Oh. That is a social spook right there because it's like... It's like... It's it's instant embarrassment. Like straight off the bat. Like you're like... Because even if it's just a matter of you have like two accounts and you try and limit yeah, you your spending by one. transferring yeah, yeah. into yeah and like it doesn't matter what it is people will be like oh, all right I exactly <laughs> and that's like i hate it when uh, retail assistants or whatever like because i used to work in retail and i'm sure this happened to you as well general but when people's cars declined i always used to try and say oh do you just want to try that again but then yeah. it's like that i feel like has a really nice way to say it but it's happened to me before and they're like it declined and i'm like okay well Pipe down, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, it's not... I have the money, as you said, Jonah. I was like, I just need to transfer it over because I was trying to live with my spending. And it's like, you could have said it in a nicer way. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. So when they say it declined, it's like, oh, I'm spooked. I'm very spooked when someone says that. So that's... Yeah. But even though it's like, you know, it's not spooky because it's like, okay, I have... The money's there. It's just like yeah. there, there. But it's just and that, you, <laughs> that feeling staring. of like, yeah, yeah I'm be- I am being judged heavily yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I just melt into the floor and we call this a day? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, like, I, yeah. 
even when like because being in the retail position i don't care if someone's card declines i I know they're probably just gonna take a couple seconds transfer money or try a different card yeah exactly (laughs) and then it's done like i don't i really don't care but even even knowing that in that position i don't care and i'm assuming that's the vast majority of people really don't care it's still like that like why do we care yeah yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah on the other side of it why do we care but I'd what, oh yeah. What, what would you put it as? It's like uh, unnecessarily I, on the high side. Yeah, I, I I feel like it's it's got to be at least like oh I, I'd say it's like an eight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, is it bad that I'm thinking it's an eight because it speaks to you? But friend, it's a spook. It's silly. It's a silly. Spook. A certified spook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one I have uh, locking yourself out of the house. Uh, oh, now you've spoken to, uh, to this before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking into your own house. That's me. Um, that's that's eight and a half for sure. Eight I and a half. Just, boom. Straight off the bat. We're, we're, yeah. I get. We spook- know what's happening there. It's spooky when you know that <laughs> this has happened to you multiple times, and so <laughs> yeah. you then know like the ways that are usually unlocked, and when you realise they're not unlocked as usual, you're like, well, I've done this several times i'm running out of different ways to break into my yeah. own house like i've proofed this too well for me <laughs> um, yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's spooky, spooky because you're like i don't know what happens now like do i have to wait for someone to get yeah. home or like if you're living by yourself then it's the spook of now i have to spend like 300 bucks on a locksmith yeah, exactly. to come and let me in yeah yeah no that's high up that's the spook, spook meter there yeah. um the next one uh also i'd say fairly spooky is uh, waking up, uh, seeing the time, and realizing that you are horrifically late oh. for work or whatever it is, but you've woken up and it's just like, oh no. That's probably up a nine, nine or nine and a half for me. Yeah. That just I'm makes saying it stresses nine and a half. me out. Stress me out. Yeah. Late. Let's do nine and a half because I think I've told the story about when I flew to Melbourne and I had to be up at like 3 a.m. and I was so spooked that I was going to be late that I couldn't yeah. sleep. And I like literally sent myself oh, sick no. because I was like, I'm going to, because I just, I hate that feeling so much when you look at the clock and you're like, oh, no, yeah. I have not done, have I done this. I have, this is, yeah, no, that's the worst. Nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Because oftentimes as well, like you're going somewhere often like with other people. And so yeah. it's not even just like, you're, you could be wasting other people's time and then there's a whole social element to it as well. Yeah. Ugh, oh, it's, that's the worst frustrating uh the next one i would say is far less spooky but still it's still got some spook to it is missing your stop on the bus or train or uh, other uh public uh transit method <laughs> yeah i'd probably put that as like a four yeah that's it's what i was thinking usually buses and trains you can get off at the next one if it was in yeah. a foreign place then i'd be more spooked but i've yeah. also done this before so <laughs> yeah you're a veteran yeah. one time i was playing farmville so intently i missed like three train stops on the way to school <laughs> so and then i had to get a late pass farmville. Yeah. <laughs> oh man that is a that is a blast from the past old farmville um uh, we have two more two um, to wrap us up. The next one is losing your phone, just having no oh, idea where your phone is. Not that's a clue. Probably n- up near the nines as well for me. Yeah, I'd put it nine. Because it's it's what like losing your phone, and I lost my phone like well probably I don't know five months ago something like that. Um, I lost it for like a night. I it fell out of my pocket oh. when I was in an Uber. Um, <gasps> no. and 
um, I just didn't have my phone and I, it, it didn't occur to me all the things I use my phone for yeah. until I did not have my phone. Like, it's just so a part of everything I do. Like, I, I'm like, this is, I'm getting home via working out what time trains are on my phone or yeah. by calling an Uber on my phone or um, calling people to That's figure so out where true. they are with my phone. <laughs> like, everything, everything is with my phone. Getting texts for, like, what time my, I'm starting work the next day or, <laughs> like, all sorts of stuff. And so it's just, like, this panic that sets in. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, and the last one, um, this is probably the closest thing to a traditional spook, um, but is just like you get a random nosebleed just out of nowhere. Um, um, you, your face just starts bleeding. That's no fun. <laughs> face just starts bleeding. I'd say this sometimes happens to me quite a lot too. Um, I'd probably put it around like a three. It doesn't really spook yeah. me. It's just annoying. Yeah, I would agree. Especially agree. when there's no tissues nearby. Then it goes into a double spook. It's like the no toilet paper thing. It's like, oh, my nose is bleeding. Oh, there's nothing I can stop it bleeding with. Oh, I'm not meant to put my head back. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love right. when you just shove the tissue up there and just like let it. Yeah. Let it and then you thing. just like walk yeah. around, live your <laughs> life like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is my life now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Groovy. Okay. So I have the finalized list of spooks. All right. Let's go. Um, we have waking up late at 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> Losing your phone at nine, locking yourself out of the house, 8.5, card declines, eight, seeing mold on your bread after you've taken a bite, 7.5, running out of toilet paper, seven, car won't start, uh, and seeing someone you know that you don't want to talk to on the same level um, at six, missing your stop is four, flat tire, three, random nosebleed, three, and dropping your phone, two. Wow, that's a pretty pretty solid list. I'd say that's a pretty solid list of... um, of spooks of your everyday spook let us um, know if, if you disagree yeah if you disagree yeah. or have an amendment to make on the on the spook ranking list let us know and um we may revisit the the spook list so if there is one thing that is spooky it is taglines at the end of i don't even know what you'd call them basically the the government ads that try to that a What's, what am I even trying to say? They're like the, the guidelines. Yeah, the that, guidelines. That, That's right. That the government puts in place on various things, like you've got drink responsibly or yes. gamble responsibly. Or yes, like all exactly. That sort like of stop, stuff. It, do, stop it or cop it, those sort of ones. Yeah. Like the really punchy taglines tag that are yeah. designed to make you think like and and spook you basically into not doing these things. They're, they're great. They're needed for a reason and oh, it's always in like a very gruff voice as well it's yeah like, you better stop it or cop it or that was really good joke. Yeah. oh goodness that was me very sign good. me up for for these these, these voiceovers I'm, yeah yeah perfect this is well, how maybe i'm gonna find work <laughs> we'll get you to read them now because yeah perfect basically what kind of got us thinking about these again was that recently um the gamble responsibly tagline has been changed and they've added in a lot of new ones so there's some new taglines like chances are you're about to lose or think is this a bet you really want to place another one is like what's gambling really costing you so there's like really good punchy taglines and it just got me thinking yeah they're super necessary and (laughs) as you have this amazing voice Jono so I was thinking some of the stories we talk about here on Zap you know they're about these ridiculous crimes they're they're not obviously we're not going to be seeing ads for these crimes (laughs) because people aren't doing these all the time um 
it's not like people are actively trying to stop someone. Um, I can't even think like, well, well, we've got some examples that we're about to give, but basically I thought it would be interesting to see if we could come up with some really punchy taglines for some of the crimes that we've spoken about on Zap the Podcast episodes and see if see if we have that little kind of ability to, to give someone Creative a spook. Flair. Yeah, to almost <laughs> deter someone from doing one of these crimes. So let's like jump in. Basically what we've done is we've found four different news stories involving crimes, which, I mean, it was a hard task in the sense that there were so many to choose from, but it definitely <laughs> wasn't many. like, it wasn't like, we're like, oh no, we don't have enough crimes to talk about. We have so many crimes. That is like, if you're a long time listener of Zap, you know, that is basically how we start every episode. Yeah. <laughs> so the four um, different crimes that we'll be talking about today, throwing it right back to episode one, was is waving a magic wand and trying to rob a bank. So like asking for money, waving the magic wand, trying to rob a bank. That story. Second one we're having is breaking into a home, so B&E, and rubbing a block of cheese all over the countertops. Um, yep. There was robbery involved in that as well. I believe uh, the guy stole like the Nintendo, a Nintendo Switch and a laptop, something like that. So that's yeah. the second crime. The third crime is stealing 7,000 hams over six years. So that's yeah. a big stealing, stealing crime there. And our final crime is breaking the lockdown laws. And this particular news story was breaking lockdown laws to get KFC in like a different town. So, Jonah, I think we should each pick our favorite and let's see if we can come up with a really fungy tagline for it. Do you have preference of which one you want to yeah, do? Yeah, that's tough. I I am I'm partial to a ham. Okay. And so I feel like the 7,000 hams <laughs> over over six years has got to be one. And I feel like there's some good punnery in that as well. Okay. Well, Jono is going to do 7,000 hams. And I am just drawn to the one about breaking into a home and rubbing a block of cheese all over the countertop. So what we might do with the other two is put them up on our social media. And we'll see if you guys can come yes. up with some taglines for these. Because I'd be super interested to see your ideas because I know we have a very creative listener base and Jono and I will be right back. We're going to try and come up with some punchy taglines for these crimes. We'll be back in a second. And we are back and that was a solid few minutes of thinking there. This was hard so I see why these campaigns um, definitely take a while to roll out but Jono and I think we've done it. We have created taglines to deter people from breaking into a home and rubbing cheese all over the countertops and stealing 7,000 hams. So, uh, Jono, would would you like to start or would you prefer if I jumped in? Yeah, I'm happy to start. Okay. Um, I've got uh, one that I'm quite happy with (laughs) and one that I'm I'm reasonably pleased with. Okay. But I think... think, my second one's definitely better. Okay. Well, two so, is good because they often have multiple for the that's one true. the one campaign. Alrighty. So <laughs> my first one, don't get entwined in ham theft. Keep that pork off your fork. <laughs> that is very good. That You've convinced me as... Um, <laughs> have you seen Gruen? <laughs> Sorry? Gruen? Have you seen the show um, oh, Gruen? Oh, yeah, Gruen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, when I they know do one. the pitch and, um, yes. and he goes... You've convinced me. <laughs> You've convinced me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, that was good. That was very good. And I like how you used, you know, a bit of pop culture, I suppose you could call yeah. it, with get some pork on your fork. But you said, no, 
Yeah, it might have some some like uh, some issues from the the what is it the pork council? I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? They can speak to our lawyers about that one. Yeah, they can. <laughs> um, my second one, uh, which uh, <laughs> which is a bit more silly, um, okay. but I quite like, um, and I think it'll be even better in the voice. Uh, it goes a little something like, "Stealing hams is nothing to oink about. Don't get caught red-handed." <laughs> oh my god. I should have gone first because yours is so good. Oh, no. That is amazing. I think the voice just makes it. I think I'm going to read mine out, but then I'm also going to type it out and send it to you because yeah, I need okay. you to read it, but I also want it to be a semi-surprise. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Mine is the only B&E with a side of cheese we tolerate in this town is a bacon and egg McMuffin. Don't be a hamburger. <laughs> So I somehow, bit of context, maybe Maccas is sponsoring this campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw in, an opportunity and ran with it. Um, in collaboration with McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me type it up because I really want to hear um, Jono reading it out. While I'm doing that is I kept trying to work in this line that was like, don't be, oh no, bur- burglary isn't cheesy. It leaves you greasy. But um, oh, I, just, I like that. Oh, okay, so maybe that's my second one. If we both have two, um, but yeah, <laughs> this was fun. Maybe we should um see if some people want to. Yeah, we've got a career in around this. this. Let's let's contact the government and see what they reckon yeah. about these oddly specific campaigns. <laughs> okay, Jono, this is um, I, there's a few spelling mistakes because I was trying to write it fast. Yeah, no, that's all right. Alrighty. <clears throat> The only B and E we tolerate in this town is a bacon and egg McMuffin. Don't be a hamburglar. <laughs> You're just so good at it. You would convince <laughs> me to do anything. Like that is, or I mean, not to do. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. I'm writing out the other one I wrote because I want to hear you. You said this one as well. Yeah. This one. Oh, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Burglary isn't cheesy. It leaves you greasy. <laughs> Oh, it's too man. much. It's too much. Oh, oh. We need to get these on some tapes and start sending these out because, Jonathan, <laughs> yeah. this is you have a gift, my friend. This is, yeah, this is, this is my calling. Yeah. I've done it. Oh I've wow! Found it. What a way to end this episode. That is just. I feel like I've just discovered Justin Bieber. Whoever discussed discovered Justin Bieber. <laughs> It's like, but I guess we knew you always had this gift because you've done the ads, like uh, for the for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, true. But hearing it in this context, it's just like, oh, it's it's Something the exact else. punchiness I wanted, and you've just delivered, <laughs> yeah. Jono. You're hired. That's all. Uh, what Thank more can you. I say? <laughs> I've got the job. <laughs> all right, but that does uh, wrap us up uh, for this episode. Um, which has been a blast um, and uh, we've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. <laughs> Check us out on our social media. Oh, no, sorry. Check us yep. out on our social media at Zap the Podcast. Um, <laughs> follow us on there um, and uh, check out what we're up to. We're always up to something weird and wonderful. And uh, also visit our store, zapthepodcast.store to check out all of our fantastic merch. I don't know. It kind of goes into a, oh. into like a weird movie promo for no, that one, no, I feel. Yeah, it's good. What if we end this up? Oh, well, can you say like sponsored by Zap the Podcast or something? Sponsored, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this, Authorized this, by Zap Legal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so good. 
Um, but yeah, thank you again very much for joining us. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye. Authorised by Zap Legal.